Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello, welcome to Autocars, my week in cars podcast with me, Matt Pryor, and joining me as ever is Steve Cropley. Matthew, how are you doing? Very well, mate. You are fresh from the British Motor Museum today? Yeah, yeah, we had a, a trustees meeting. I really enjoyed it. It was, I mean, there's a lot of uh, stuff to go through, but, yeah. but uh, exciting. Well, more exciting is the Autocar Archive is oh. back. Hey. This is good news, isn't it? Oh, God, this it's is, so this brilliant. Is, it I mean, is excellent news. It does everything. Excellent. Helps us. Yeah. Means lots of disappointed people are no longer disappointed. Yes. And it, it is a resource like no other in the world. It is fantastic. The So the Autocar Archive was launched a couple of years ago. We had some technical hitches with it. It went offline, but it is now back. And it is back much better than it was before. Fantastically searchable. Brilliantly usable. I'm going to test something, Steve. I need you to give me. What's the first thing you saw? Oh no! Well, what's the what's new, what's 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 new at the British Motor Museum? Tell me about that. I'm going to go into the archive as we speak and search it up. Well, I suppose it's the arrival of this thing called the Triumph TR25, which might be a bit early, a bit soon. Well, I tell you what. What about the? There's a Triumph TR2 record breaker, yep. Becky record breaker. TR2. And that is the and this new Machina TR25 is based is a, is a sort of continuation model, I suppose you would say. It's, it tries to show what the car would be like, um, you know, if it was today. Jabeki, J J A B B E K E. Yeah. So when you search, I get six results for Triumph TR2 plus Jabeki. Wow. Uh, you can search by best result, oldest result, or newest result. If you put one of your search terms in quotes, just like you do on a normal search engine. It only searches for that precise phrase. Wow. First mention, Autocar, 5 June 1953. Price of Speed is the title of the piece. An outstanding performance by the Triumph TR2 sports car. And it is a piece on, watched by the standard managing director in the foreground of the car passes the timing caravan on the Jebeki Road and enters the measured mile. And there is a picture of that TR2, that record-breaking TR2. And well, a few quotes. So, 
For the measured mile, the car recorded a mean speed of over 124 miles an hour. While breakfast was being served to the fortunate ones, there was much activity in the pit area where a well-trained team of mechanics removed the metal cockpit cover and converted the car back to normal touring trim. Um, yeah, because it had a... Did it have a... Yeah, a, a weird cockpit, cockpit cover, that, 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 like they did with a D-type. It sort of, sort of changed it into a single-seater. In this trim, with hood and side screens uh, erected, the car was only 10 miles an hour slower, covering 114 miles an hour. A very credible performance. Oh, what is this car really like, and how does it perform under ordinary conditions? In order to answer this question, the auto car drove the car. Wacko! How cool is this? <laughs> that is, yeah, so the first mention of that is the, is the 5th of June, 1953, uh, it's a big piece about that car's record-breaking run. It's got it's interesting it's to got know that the windscreen's and... worth 10 miles an hour, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? It's got a power and torque graph. The standard built engine developed 90 horsepower at 4,800 RPM. It's got all of its... Because it the, that piece of motorway in Belgium, the Yebeke Highway, used to be the place to go do speed runs. Yeah, they? Jaguar they, used it, didn't yeah, they? Didn't they shut one side and then let traffic run on the other? carriageway yeah, I I believe so. yeah. and that was one of the reasons they stopped doing it in the end because they had cars doing 160 mile an hour yeah. opposite with no central reservation yeah, between the two. people going on their holidays on yeah. the other the 40s on the other side yeah, yeah. anyway so that's the uh they gave me that is the autocar archive in action not bad mate not bad. and i did not try that before you arrived no so i'm glad that as i mean i have tried a few search phrases just to be sure i'm you know that it's going to be all right but that is i'm pretty impressed now, there's quite a lot of back buttons to press because I've searched through a few different things. But anyway, now I'm back to the page which is available for the next time you talk about something. Give me a phrase and I'll search it up. Anyway, if you go to the magazineshop.com or, in fact, if you uh, search Autocar on Live online, you'll get through to the story on the Autocar website. Or you could email autocar.archive at haymarket.com. We don't usually do shameless self-promotion, Steve, do we? But, Not at but, all. Subscribe to Autocar, print, digital, and archive, 13 issues of £54.99p, digital plus archive, uh, so you don't get the print mag, but you get the digital mag, which is access to the magazine, unlimited archive access to over 128 years of searchable content. It's 5,900 issues. That is a mighty deal, isn't it? And exclusive subs extra benefits, 13 issues for £39.99p. I'll tell you what, I am proud of that. It's it's, it's a sort of... Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a. You don't always go on about the wonders of your job, but I tell you what, this is a great moment. Yeah, I'm, and this new, this new website that it's searchable on, the search is so good. So it was all digitally scanned, wasn't it, last time around? Yeah. The the scans are the same, and it's got text recognition software that has been run on the on the. So the the pages are photos taken of the pages. A piece of software flattens them because they're all taken from our big print archive they're all in the big bound volumes with huge spines aren't they but so and it straightens the pieces of paper right. you get the very edges of some pages get slightly lost but the text recognition is so good so good Brilliant. that it's just super anyway Steve uh, what do we want to do column or correspondence first oh correspondence Let's correspondence go. Paul Buck has written to say of the Machina Triumph TR25 is deeply impressive he says uh more the BMW more than the heritage, the its BMW i3 underpinnings. Yeah, I didn't realise that. Yeah, no, I th I think it's um, the more you learn about that car, the better it seems to be. I was somebody mm. was telling me the other day that that Samsung, who produced the battery, were so confident of the chemistry that they reckon it'll do five hundred thousand miles. Wow, it was amazing. Wow, 
That's what, that I, I mean, I don't say that it, it'll do it without any degradation, but, but they seem to think that it'll be viable for that mileage. That is impressive. But when we hear people, some people's scare stories, particularly yeah. you know, about about things, five hundred thousand. I mean, that's more than a car's natural life by some yeah, distance. Yeah, the, the rest of it's going to fall apart. Isn't it? mm. that, 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 I think that was the point. They just said it'll 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 last as long as a car, if not longer. Yeah. Anyway, so the i three says Paul Buck was a wonderful car, not just as an EV. I had two, one after the other. Light, quick, excellent handling, decent range, two hundred miles when fully charged. My ex-Formula One neighbour can attest to all of this. Sad, though, that BMW not to chew, uh, not to continue down this route. Instead, manufacturers have opted for heavily, overly large, inefficient SUVs with ridiculous power and questionable range, as chronicled each week in Autocar. This does move the this does this does the EV move no service at all. A prime example of excessive consumption and negative impact. Fortunately, says Paul, there's hope. The Mercedes-Benz EQXX which has a range tested at 1,200 kilometres, consumption, and this is the important thing for me, I think, consumption of 7.5 miles per kilowatt hour. Boy. That's really, I mean, if we can get towards that, that's pretty good, isn't it? Yeah. So the new 100, Paul says, by the way, it doesn't work for Mercedes-Benz, but he does say it's got 100 kilowatt, battery, kilowatt hour battery, lighter by a third than the current stuff, power output of 240 horsepower, all of which in the name of efficiency, 60% of which is down to aerodynamics. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I mean, if cars start to return... Seven and a half miles per kilowatt hour. That does. I mean, that's a big. Ing- I mean, that's over double yeah. the efficiency of most of the ones well, we try. Well, range anxiety goes away. The yeah. problem with uh, finding charging points on your holidays goes away. Mm. It's amazing. <clears throat> Funnily enough, at Goodwood, I was talking to uh, the uh, chief technical officer of Toyota, who was passing oh, yeah. through, mm-hmm. and and uh, he was talking about how it's the clue to to range is going to be. Partly chemistry, yeah, but a hell of a lot of it's going to be aerodynamics, mm. and that seems to be what you're saying. Yes, and I think um, that new Lotus Electra SUV I tried the other day, they've got some really clever sort of holes in the bodywork, effectively, where air goes in and, and scoops out again to try and give it, I mean, it's an SUV, but to try and give it as clean a profile through the air as possible yeah i think the drag coefficient's 0.25 or something yeah. the only thing is with aero is that there is an optimized aerodynamic shape i mean it's a science so with cars starting to feel a bit more similar because they're all electrically powered i thought design would be one of the things that sets one apart from the yeah. other yeah. but if there is an optimum shape might they all end up being shaped the same as well, well they as might, being might, powered they? the same but you see, I was thinking about this the other day because I was I was looking at a bunch of cars at Goodwood. You know, there's mm. the newest everything. Yes. And the graphics were all different. They were all they all had stripes or or sort of sort of accents on the side scoops and things like that. And they they did look different, even though the actual shapes the the the, the architecture was the same. And mm. and I think we're we're perhaps we're moving into an area where where the graphics have to be adjusted. Somehow, yeah. colours and stripery and sort of black bits and so be on. distinctive somehow, haven't you? Because yeah. these brands are going to find it more important, yeah, to give things their own character, their own, yeah. their own, their own vision. Onto your column, then, mate. Um, Goodwood is a your column is largely Goodwood. This because it is yeah, the, yeah. Fest, the festival of speed. As Steve and I talk was a few days ago. So you, but we will focus on a few of the important things you did. You got there, saw Gordon Murray. Yeah, he was having a breakfast with his missus. Oh, he, he, he was just 
And the thing that was good, I made a little pact with myself that I was going to ignore all hospitality. Not because yep. hospitality is a bad thing, hmm. because people try hard to look after us in our trade, don't they? Hmm. But but I just thought, I'm just not going to depend on anybody this time. Yeah. And, uh, and so into the Porsche Cafe I went for breakfast, you know, a, a croissant and a cup of coffee. And in there was Gordon Murray with his missus. And he, he said, yep, I come here every every year. <laughs> And uh, it's just nice and peaceful and friendly mm. and nobody cares. So I was uh, the same. And he had the T50, did he there? This was Yeah, well, he, the T50 was on display. It looked mm. amazingly small. You should have seen it. it mm. I tell you what, the supercar paddock deserves a discussion all of its own. But but it just looked tiny. I mean, that, that Lotus Elise you've got out, parked outside your gaff right now. Yeah. It's not much bigger than that. Oh, same really? size, yeah. same height. Mm. Not much wider, not much longer. A little bit, but boy, so compact. Anyway, he was he was saying that um, various uh, people who've bought them or thinking of buying them have uh, been going for passenger rides in the district. Mm. And um, they were all blown away by the, the V12. Naturally aspirated V12, which is star of the show, presumably. Yeah, one of them. I mm. mean, there's so many stars of the show. It was amazing, but, but I mean, it sounds wonderful. And... The thing is, uh, what's great about Gordon is mm. that he, you know, he's a great man and he, you know, he's respected by all. But but when he's talking about stuff like the, the, the sound of an engine or the feel of something or, the, you know, the joy of driving, he's just like, you know. <laughs> just you, like you or I. You, you rent a 15-year-old. Honestly, yeah. he's just as enthusiastic as he ever was, I'll bet. I have just searched Gordon Murray <laughs> in, in quotes while you're doing this. And the Autocar Archive, which is live again. And... Uh, so the first mention, the first mention, fifteenth of June, nineteen seventy-two. Uh, the oldest mention in the magazine. So, so uh, b- 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 doubts about this engine's reliability with John Wire. Blah blah blah. A new car. It is the what is this? So, fifteenth June. This is the Le Mans twenty-four hour uh, by Ray Hutton, and it appears to be a a race review. I think of the of the seventy-two. 72 Le Mans 24 hours. Oh, right, gosh. Um, blah, 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 blah. A new car, similarly powered by DFE, albeit an old 9 Series one, was Alan de Cadenet's new prototype, designed by Gordon Murray. Uh. Motor racing developments and using a number of Brabham BT33 suspension parts. With sponsorship from Duckham's, it was christened the Duckham's Ford, and was to be driven by de Cadenet and Chris Craft. They had managed only one day's testing in the wet at Silverstone before Le Mans. Finished well, so didn't they? Finished well. So this is a six-page. This is a six-page feature, and there are full results on last on the last page. One by Matra Simca of Henri Pescarola and Graham Hill. Matra Simca in second. Porsche 908 third. Alpha Ferrari, 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 Ferrari. Lots of Ferraris. Four Capri in tenth and eleventh. Ha! Duckham's Ford DFE, Craft Academy. 2,439.47 miles at 101 miles an hour in 12th place. Fantastic. Brilliant. That's it. And that's that's Gordon Murray's autocar debut. Well done. <laughs> Sad thing is that both the CAD and, and uh, Chris Craft Chris had, no checked out last yeah. year, didn't they? Yeah. Still, yeah. they led good lives. They did. Um, yeah, so a few, a few back buttons takes me back to the search results. The, uh, next mention, June 1972, the, the week after... 16th of November, Bellamy's place as Brabham Formula One designer will be taken by South African Gordon Murray. Wow. Uh, 8th of March, 73, 
Two Brabham's, new young South African designer Gordon Murray on hand, but eager to get back to Byfleet and resume finishing touches. So you get a little, you get you get a, pic, a small picture of the result, yeah, and you get a little excerpt of the paragraph that mentions whatever you've just searched for. So, yeah, you get through to uh, 23 April 74, checking who is fitting what compounds so that he can report back to Bernie Eccleston and Gordon Murray in the Brabham pits. Um, 24th of August 74, it is fast in a straight line, which Gordon Murray modestly attributes to its small size rather than its aerodynamic shape. It's just, it's all here, mate. It's all here. Gordon Murray, as you said, more than 200 results for Gordon Murray wow. in autocar. Isn't it terrific? God, this is so good. This it's all you need, isn't it? Well, I mean, it is all you need. My problem is I have already, as we speak, it's been live for a few days. I just get lost, mate. You know how you used to go down to research something in the archive downstairs, yeah, in the yeah. big vault downstairs in the basement, and just be down there for hours. It's nice. It's just it's now at your fingertips all the time. Yeah, yeah. The only issue is that you suddenly realise how rubbish your memory is because <laughs> you know you look up something that you think was true and it wasn't. Yes, that is a problem. But uh, a problem. never mind. We can never mind. we can discover the truth forever. Now. Yeah. Right. Uh, onwards. Uh, let's do yeah one or two more before a. Uh, Let's do one or two more before a break. Sebastian Vettel, you saw. Yeah, it was uh, interesting to see him. Mm. He, uh, they put on a press press conference for him. There were about suppose, thirty hacks there sitting mm. in the you know under an awning in the drivers' club. Out he came, and you talked about this this philosophy that he's got, which is race without trace, which is mm-hmm. which is basically a, a, a you know the, a, a feeling that we should all be you know using sustainable fuels and, mm. and therefore not adding to the pollution of the atmosphere. And it was good, and he was convincing, and he's a very plausible bloke. But I did, I couldn't help, this is cynical of me perhaps, but I couldn't help thinking that basically this was still a racing driver looking for something to do after his career hmm. ended. And it's, it's laudable, you know, good luck to him. He can go and play a bugle in the Salvation Army if he wants to. But, but he was expecting the the normal forces of motoring to give him a platform to say that they weren't doing it right and that that seems to me to be not perfect Mm. i think if you're gonna criticize something you you need to do it from a neutral platform Mm -hmm. just perhaps i'm wrong about that we'll we'll hear no doubt people will tell us but uh or tell me but but uh from outside the yeah he he was on he was on one of these... Question time. Yes, yeah. which are not shows that I like very much because they just serve to wind people up as far as I remember. But I they were, I did see a quote from him saying, yes, I, I am a hypocrite, but aren't we all, you know? But, yeah. But we should do better. But yes, I understand if you say this is hypocritical of me to, to yeah. do it. But but uh, that's a get out too, you see. That's a that's a bit of a, you know, you, <laughs> you sort of uh, you sort of say, sure, I'm crap. No, yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. It's difficult, but, isn't it? it is, do you, it? Yes, I want to do better, but yeah. I mean, he was he, he brought but these two magnificent cars. Was well, like, this is the other important thing is that I, which is why a lot of people have a soft spot for him, doesn't yeah. he? He owns one of Nigel Mansell's Red Five, Red yeah, Five the, Williams, the ninety-two blah blah, yeah, and a McLaren ninety-three Senna, whatever McLaren, that is, yeah, whatever that is, is that an MP? Don't know, MP four something, four something, isn't something. It? yeah, because everything was an MP four yeah. something. And I like the fact, I rather like the fact that he owns. Those, I think that's pretty well, good. And he wants he, to drive them. He loves and knows a great deal about racing history too. Mm. You know, he, he made that clear. I mean, he's 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 not a bad bloke at all. Yeah. I'm not I'm kind of over-egging the pudding here, but mm. but uh, I don't know. It's just not perfect to me yeah. to 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 sort of 
request airtime in order to criticise the people who give you the airtime. Yes, it. yes. There was a, uh, he, yeah, he does, he was on, well, as they all were, on Drive to Survive, the Netflix thing. Yeah. And I think somebody asked all the drivers who the world champions were going back in time. And some of them know the last two or three or yeah. whatever. And he just rattles them off and he gets you back. He just knows them all back. So, you know, back, me, 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 uh, blah, blah, blah. Keeps going back. Yeah. Mark Schumacher, blah, blah, blah. Damon Hill, blah, blah. And he goes, oh, and he went, I think he went all the way back to the start, yeah. knowing every single The thing one. that was also was good that he, he, he was able to go forward as well from himself. You know yeah. how lots of people think once they give up, that history ends, but not yeah. him. Good. That is good. So, he, worthy bloke, but I still slightly... You know, because I'm cynical. I was just, just well, mate. I've just as you've as you've been as you, when you first mentioned him, I've searched Sebastian Vettel, uh, Alan Henry's racing lines column, the first mention, thirtieth of August two thousand and six. The cynic. Hang on a minute. Youth is such a wonderful thing. What a crime to waste it on children. George Bernard Shaw <laughs> knew what he was talking about. A somewhat less intellectual dimension was offered by a paddock insider who, on viewing what appeared to be a 12-year-old climbing into a BMW Sauber, <laughs> added, presumably, when they reached puberty, they sacked them. The cynic was referring to the arrival on the F1 scene of the fresh-faced Sebastian Vettel, who at 19 years and 53 days became the youngest driver ever to participate in a Grand Prix weekend. He topped the timing sheets in first practice. Um... Collected a thousand dollar fine for speeding in the pit lane, and at this at this rate, assuming he's any good, <laughs> Vettel could be either race could be racing F one for another twenty five years. Oh God! Um, so yeah, about twenty five years. Age. That would be two thousand and twenty one. Which in fact, yeah, there was. you go. Yeah, so there you go. I love A H and his turn of phrase. <laughs> I, I always remember, you know, of course, as we know, he's deceased now, but but. Uh, when he worked for us, I used to think that he should charge people a fiver and set up a set of bleachers in the office so we could so he could come in and tell stories. Tell and, story. you know, leave with a parcel of money. Yeah, excellent. Uh, 20th of June 2007, 19-year-old Sebastian Vettel became the youngest point scorer in F1 history. Um, it, there's more. There's more, obviously. <laughs> there's more and more and more. Sebastian Vettel gets a lot of mentions in all of Alan Henry's columns and then our other racing columns from that point onwards. Right, let's take a short break because we've yacked on for 20-odd minutes already. Oh so we better take a short break. We'll be back for more My Week in Cars and Archive Nonsense just after this. What car would you buy if you could buy any car? What car would you buy if you knew you could save thousands? What car would you buy if you could compare the latest offers from approved dealers? What car would you buy if you could do all of this in one place in just a few simple clicks? And where would you go to buy that car? What car? Car buying made easy. Visit whatcar.com to buy your next new car. Hello, welcome back to My Week in Cars, the Autocar podcast with Matt Pryor and Steve Cropley. We're talking a bit our respective columns. We're talking a bit about the Autocar archive and much more besides. Steve, uh, tell me about the Mika Mion. Is oh, that how well, you uh, say it? I think so, yeah. yeah. We'll find out, but but uh, as life goes on, but uh, it's built by a bloke called Rob Hall, who mm. is the the engineering brains behind the Wales Vertige. You know that really beautiful looking little mm. roadster, going roadster. Um, he he's he's a, one of these amazing British blokes who 
who works from a farm, you know, that he owns, just does work for people and and does his own work as well. So he's engineered the the underbits of the of the, of the wells. He's uh, he's worked on various defence vehicles. I think he did have a career in bigger automotive companies. I think he might have had something to do with. Oh God, um, forgotten now. Rally cars. No, oh, okay. You know, clever, but one of those clever people, instinctively clever. Shall I search it up in the archive, mate? Why don't you? <laughs> Robin. Yeah, Robin Well, uh, Robin Hall. Robin, Robin Hall. Hall. All right. I think I might have called him Rob Wells. Oh well, there's a Robin Wells as well, isn't there? Yeah, the there Wells is, that's trouble. I think that Robin Hall. Problem. No, I think I did say Robin Hall. Okay. Anyway, Any so good? he's designed. So he's designed a. Uh, a, 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 a the, what is the Mion? Is it? Oh, it's a, it it's, looks like it, a. It's a beach buggy. It, it's, yeah, it's it looks, a, looks it's like a modern a beach Myers, buggy. Myers Manx. Yep, type just like thing. that, and it looks like a Myers Manx, but and it is powered, or one version of it is powered by a V Dub in the mm. back. So eighteen hundred cc, lovely, f- freshly built, beautiful engine. Um, but he also built an electric version. Oh, um, so you can buy either. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're a bit of money. I think they're kind of sixty ish or something. Right. But perfectly engineered. He's done all the suspension. Really clever guy. Mm-hmm. I bet you it's going to be great. I think that an electric beach buggy makes quite a lot of sense. Yeah. Because you don't necessarily, you're, you're likely to be a back-to-base kind of operation. Yeah. Yeah. You're not likely to want to do 400 miles in a day in one night, really. No, I, I think, think it's, it's a classic a, short-haul car. I think. Uh, I think the range is about 100, 120. That's all right. Yeah. For that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, 25th of February 1971 uh, sponsor Barry Foley Robin Hall and Simon Taylor who between them will race two cars during some other season or other doesn't get huge doesn't get loads of mentions Robin Hall but he's back 24th of February 2004 now I remember this the FBS future of yes, British sports the, I think the, the original census right the bloke that the, that original Robin Hall isn't him because he's not old enough oh Okay, but he, you know he's he's not. Oh, I see. Sorry, the nineteen seventy. He's not. Yeah. No, no, no. Okay, gotcha. But the FBS is him. And yeah. He, Census, I think it was called. Yeah, wasn't it? I drove. And on. he he's so interesting to talk to about it because he said beautiful, really well engineered, but he did mm. the styling himself, and he mm-hmm. admits that the styling was a bit of a munter. <laughs> it is worth a Google if you listener if you don't know the look of the FBS Census. And it he is. says it taught him just what styling means. Yeah, and and how important it is to have a good looking car and of course he's gone with the wells vertige which is not designed by him but by by robin wells gotcha there's two robin hall robin wells yeah robin wells is the is the brains and and the finance behind the the wells vertige and it's a beautiful car in every way Mm. um and and robin hall has definitely noticed the difference (laughs) (laughs) yes i can believe yeah i it wasn't Bad to drive, was it? The census. It was no, all right. Good. It was good no. to drive, in fact. Yeah, yeah. In that, fact, they were in uh, they were in Brackley, which is not far from. That's it. That's his. That's his, that's his regret that it was. It was a sort of thorough piece of engineering, and it worked. Mm. And people were even. I think it was top gear, and they were even nice about it. But everybody was somewhat scathing about the about outline. the appearance. Yes. Tell me a bit more about. We touched very briefly on Toyota's Hiroki Nakajima. Yeah. Earlier. Yeah, well, he he just happened to be there. He was doing his, his you know, what uh, um, Akio Toyota is, tends to do, which is to drop in on these these headline events that because he's an enthusiast like Akio is. Hmm. 
And I just wondered, because he's chief technical officer, I, Toyota have made some massive claims lately, you know, talked about thousand kilometre ranges from, from cars with, uh, with batteries in them and all that. And so I just wanted him to expand. And what he got talking about was the, the extreme importance of making a battery thin. You know, so most batteries are 150 mil high, as it were, mm. under under the car. He says they're working on 100 mil and the, and and lowering it by that 50 mil, which is two inches, mm-hmm. allows a cowl height to go down. It allows you to build saloons and coupes instead of SUVs. It just he believes it's the key to aerodynamics. Mm. And I was saying, gosh, the chemistry must be everything in this thousand kilometer car. He was saying, no, nope, mate, it's the aerodynamics. He didn't quite call me mate. <laughs> Translator said, mate. Does he speak? Does he speak decent English? Yeah, very good. Oh, oh, good. He's, oh, good. He's, I'm not very good at, you know, he speaks fast, so mm. I, I, I had to concentrate. But, but, uh, lovely guy. Really enjoyed mm. meeting him, and and uh, gives you hope for the future. Yeah, because you know, they're <clears throat> such a complicated future. They all face. He's just strolling, or well, not strolling through it, but he's he's sort of briskly walking through it, and he's oh, that is encouraging. encouraged by the future. That is encouraging, isn't it? Because when Akio Toyota stepped down last year, he sort of did it with a slight weary sigh, didn't he? And a kind yeah. of mate, I can't keep up with this sort of. Well, thing. yeah, I you think know, he, he said I'm sixty something or yeah. other, and the and the new bloke's forty five, and that'll be yeah. the difference. Yeah. Solid state batteries. Is that the? Is that is it? Yeah, solid that, state. So Apparently, there are two. They're working on two types of solid state batteries: right. lithium ion and sodium ion, I believe, mm. both solid state. But apparently, the the story goes that they're, especially if they're thin, yeah, they need to be kept extreme in extremely rigid circumstances because if you, because they're subject to cracking, and if they crack, oh, they're, you know, it's a Ooh, yeah, good few news. grand's worth of damage. Yeah, and. Well, no, not a fire because the whole point of solid state is that it, they don't gotcha. do explode and all that. But but the first applications are going to be, I think, in 26, by 26, and they'll be in um, commercial vehicles because they can be, they can use those as a test bed for a year or two before right. they put them in. Uh, they MR2s can put them in a controlled that. fleet before yeah. they do anything else. Yeah. I do wonder, mate, in five, ten years' time, how we'll look back on the cars we are running, the EVs we are running now, yeah. in a way that we don't look back at 10 years worth of internally combusted. Performance improvement is, you know, marginal here and yeah. there. But yeah. I wonder if the strides are going to be really big. I think sometimes, And I think that is... I keep well, I, know, keep I wonder thinking... what that does for current car values, I suppose, is, my, is a thing. You know, if you have one now, what is, you know... How how outdated will a yeah how will we view it? feel That's yeah right. how will we feel about it in ten years time? The, the I've come to this dopey conclusion, which is right or wrong, which is that the only car from today that I think we can you can buy with honour and and or, or or you can know will be a distinguished car in ten or fifteen years time EV that is yeah is a Toyota is the BMW i three mm-hmm. and the reason for that is because it's so interesting um and so light yeah. you know 1260 or something instead of two tons yeah and and you know very well packaged and all that i mean it's got a pretty rubbish range you know that we our, our correspondent who said 200 miles if you're careful well i've never yeah i didn't spend much time in a pure battery one i i drove a range extender when they were early but i didn't i didn't try a long journey in a 
an EV. I think it's I think it's 140, 130, 140. 200 seems like. And even then, you don't want to be cruising at any more than about 65, 70. But I think, I still think that one of those would be an interesting runabout. Mm. I'm keen on the idea. Just Mm. uh, oh, by the way, the um, the van's gone. The, you know, oh, the, your the Volkswagen Caravan. California. Yeah. yeah. 49,000 pound notes has found its Hot. way into, into my bank account. And uh, we've talked about this a, a bit over the past 46 episodes of My Week in Cars, Steve. <laughs> I think probably from episode one onwards. <laughs> what is the latest on the potential replacement? Well, disappointingly, the latest on the potential replacement is to do something with my motorbikes. Oh, OK. So Why I'm is my... that disappointing? Well, so, say again. Why is that disappointing? Well, I suppose because it's not a car. Oh well, I suppose at, okay. at the moment. No, I, I mean, an i three beckons to me, but I, mm. but I'm quite enjoying having three cars instead of four. To be honest, mm. because insurance premiums have gone up so far. Yeah, but the other thing I was, God, God I got my eye on is, is this mad Triumph Triple, a two and a half litre, you know. <laughs> Uh, what is it called? The, 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 rocket, um, ro- it's not the rocket, is it? Or rocket, the, the ro- yeah. Is it rocket? They yeah. called it, started off calling it Rocket 3 and now it's just a rocket. Right. One of my mates has got one. Mm-hmm. I had a go in it. He, he's, in fact, he's a, not unattached to the, the British Motor Museum. Mm. And uh, I had a go around the car park and it was great. It was <laughs> really good. I mean, it rides pretty hard. It's a bit hard on your backside. Oh, really? But the, the, the kind of eruption underneath your... You know your your rear end when uh, when you give it to beans, it's it cannot be cruisery type looking. Well, there are thing, two versions. There's a GT, oh, okay. which is a which is a sort of more lower bars, rearward peg, pegs and all that. But there's a there's also a you know a lazy man's version, which naturally the one I'd go for. Hmm. Which, but it, I think they look fab now. And but you know, I just fancy having it. I there's two things. I like the six cylinder BMW sixteen hundred. Yeah, because I've never had a six cylinder motorbike. I think I told you I've had singles, cool. twins, flat twins, V twins, <laughs> triples. I even had a V three, you know. No, what's, what's a t- that? There was a thing called a Honda NS four hundred, a a, 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 a two stroke V three. Wow. They built a Grand Prix bike the same. Yeah. Oh, oh I won't find it in the auto car, but I'll <laughs> no. find it in. I'll find it in. Uh, I'll find it online. NS four hundred. Anyway. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, yeah, uh, what a great bike. Yeah, they only sold a few, and it was yeah. it was over geared, terribly over geared. So I had to change the gearing. But yeah. uh, based on the was it it was a homologated race replica. MotoGP yeah. bike, yeah. I suppose. Well, but did you need to homologate them at the time, or did they just make them any? They just the made them. Okay. They just you know did the Honda thing and made it productionized it. Was it a um, was it geared for a racetrack? Was that the idea? Was that why it was? I don't know. So I think they. I wondered if they did it for noise because pretty oh, pretty yeah, urgent. Okay. It sounded yeah. a bit because two stroke, the know, largest trip. displacement street legal two stroke road bike Honda produced. Yeah, it's it was it was a bit animalistic. <laughs> <laughs> but I was a young lad then. C plate it was so whenever that is eighty six or five to eighty seven. It says yeah. it made them so yeah. Anyway, uh, anyway, sorry. Yeah, so you've done three. So V three. I've had you know various types of triple fours, V fours. Flat fours, you know, all kinds of... Uh, sorry, not flat four. I've never had a flat four. It's Straight true. four. Yeah. V4. And this is a inline triple? It's or an what? inline triple. It sort of lays over. The cylinders are... Uh, uh, but it, but it's it's an inline engine and it's shaft-driven. Okay. So it, so the gearbox is behind it. Cool. I mean, it is almighty. There's, You know, I keep on 
uh, sort of droning onto the steering committee about how this car has got more power and torque than a Mini Cooper. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is a laugh, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well uh, so next... Well, hang on, when should we expect to... Oh, God knows, mate. You know, I, actually, we, you and I have got a bit to do, haven't we, in the next uh, few days. So it might take me, out, might take me a few might days to get to the local get Triumph dealer. Yeah. Um, right, let's... Well, we're just about out of time, I think. We may have time for a quick... What about some of your columns? Yeah. Well, we can do, but it's very... Oh, just at least from one random thing to another. So on the back of Goodwood, the Sun managed to find four people in Chichester who Winging were about furious them. about the traffic, despite oh, yeah. the fact that they've had motor racing at Goodwood Circuit since 1948 and horse racing up the road since 1802. And people are now <laughs> surprised that people go there. But and also they've done fantastic traffic control, yeah, I think. Yeah, really good. I mean, the A27 is busy, but it's, it is as, yeah, it's as good as it's going to get, isn't it? Without yeah. building a load of new roads that nobody wants on the South Coast, yeah. presumably. So, and I just, anyway, so I've riffed on that slightly on the same basis that you can do wonders for loads of people. You can do as but you'll always find. So some bloke walked to my local pub recently <laughs> and he found it shut when he got there, a walker. And he checked online first to see when the opening hours were. Yeah. But the previous landlord set up this website and then left it there. Uh-huh. New landlord has come in. Previous. Good guy, no doubt. Good guy. Lovely guy. Trying his absolute hardest to make the place a, a success. You know, works himself to the bone because he's got family elsewhere and he's got pubs elsewhere. But he's there so often just, you know, absolutely grinding himself into... He's so, he's so tired stuff. <laughs> but he's a lovely guy and he's, and he's working ever so hard. Somebody comes along finds it shut at 12 o'clock because he's not open at 12 o'clock. Yeah. And they go, well, it's on the website. So they leave a two-star review on, I don't know, Google, TripAdvisor, whatever it is. And you just think, you absolute crazy. You, yeah. you didn't phone, you didn't check, you didn't double check. No. Just went to one webpage, which is not the website for the pub as it is. It's, you know, it was a dormant website from before. Yeah. And I just, anyway, that wound me up. And so, I just, I thought, you know, you can do loads of stuff for everybody, but you'll always find somebody. You'll yeah, always yeah, find well, somebody. you will. However, I did have a bit more sympathy for people when they, when they, um, when they do complain because their roads nearby get quite largely taken over by lots of fast cars and lots of loud bikes yeah. at the same time. And I do sort of think, as we talked about the other week, when you found a load of roads near you that you didn't know existed before, yeah. and I found some near me, and I just thought, actually, that is the way to enjoy stuff on the road is yeah. to go places where nobody else yeah there is. are still places you can and there go. are absolutely yeah uh, there absolutely are absolutely right yeah but that and, that business about the uh the the goodwood problem i mean you, you could argue that there's been a tremendous amount of new build there since the goodwood there has actually started. yeah there's a lot of new houses how many in of that those area? people were going to tesco yeah and and uh you know in any case you learn to time these things i think yeah i think so it's just life in it you know it's it's, it's why, otherwise yeah. nobody does anything yeah one but of I'd, my mates always said you know people his neighbors were whinging about you know housing estates and things hmm. and he said people have got to live somewhere got to live somewhere they have got to live somewhere there's a lot of people here they've got to go somewhere yeah but i thought but i also thought actually how much responsibility do we have because there are there are roads that we have written about and talked about there is a section of roads in wales that another motoring magazine featured quite heavily and now the locals obviously hate the place yeah it's you know that it's that it's so busy and i've just done a drive story which is out as this magazine comes out 
about the wild Atlantic way in Ireland. Yeah. And I've banned all about how wonderful it is. Yeah. Or should I have done that? Would it have been better to keep it well, quiet? You know? Given but that you were in a Kia Picanto. I was in a Kia Picanto. And also, it's a four-hour ferry and 400 quid away from the Great Britain. So, yeah. actually, it's probably... You've got to go to it. We can let you off, mate. I think it's all right. But it is worth it, by the yeah, way. Yeah. That, that... Oh, blimey. I've Wild Atlantic Way. What a wonderful name. Yeah. I'm... Uh, did I tell you? Did I tell you I'm going in August? This nice. month, yeah. I've booked, because normally I'll write about a bit of road or a drive story and go, this is great, you must go, and I must go, and I come back, forget all about it. I came back from doing that, got on the internet, and I've booked my ferry crossing for my motorbike in for oh, a so weekend. So I'm going to go back twin. in the Africa Twin, yeah, in, oh, in about three that. weeks' time. Brilliant. So, yeah, I can't wait. Great stuff. So that might impact the scheduling of my week in cars over the next few weeks. Steve and I are going to have a conversation in a moment about our various holidays, we like to write our columns when we're away, don't we? We do. And I sort of have a feeling we would like to keep the podcast going, but we'll have to see how we can manage it in the holiday period. Um, but meantime, you can find everything over at autocart.co.uk. You can find a story about the new Autocar Archive there, actually. If you just search uh, Autocar Archive online in your search engine, you will bring up the Autocar story top of um the results and it will tell you that almost 130 years of automotive history has been documented and made available to digital readers across web and app platforms with the launch of the new autocar archive more than 5900 fully searchable issues dating back to 1895 in fact you can go back and read the very first issue is up there uh, you can subscribe to it if you go to the magazine shop.com you can find it if you follow the links on the autocar website you can find it a digital plus archive subscription will give you 13 issues for £39.99p. If you want the print edition as well, that is £54.99p. That includes the digital archive with it. Steve and I will be back next week for sure. Yep. And then the rest of August and September, I think we'll probably try and give it a keep go. It. We'll try and keep it going. And uh, until then, thanks for joining us. See you next time. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.